This is Colin, and I've got Joshua Michael here. What's up? There you go. And uh, <laughs> see, that's what I'm always asking for. Just be like, just give me a second, and I'll I'll chime in and be like, I'll just say something. <laughs> but um, yeah, we are going to do something a little different right now. I don't know if this will make it, but uh, this is. Well, it's gonna make it. It'll, it'll, it'll get posted. It's just a question of whether or not it's going to be nearly as interesting to anybody uh, as what we usually do. And also, right. we even despite we're posting this, you're going to hear you're going to hear the uh, track from the episode. And um, I don't know if that gets us in trouble or not. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, we're putting it out there. Joshua has never seen this episode before. I have seen it dozens of times, but I'm going to just watch it. for. We're, we're basically watching it to watch it. This is not a commentary track like we have done. So Really? We're not going to commentate? Like, no, no, you gotta no. give me you, you got to give me the commentary. I'm not going to do it because you need to experience every iota of this episode. Uh, it feels like there's opportunities where it's just like, no, you just watch it for the first time and I'll give you commentary, but I don't feel like you're getting the subtleties and the nuance. This is like going to the movie theater. Nobody should be talking during this unless you lean over quickly and just say, oh my, you know what? Oh, I can't believe like the gas, well, give me, the emotion. Give me the, give is, me the lean in, give me the lean in. Let me know that sort of stuff. That's what I'm saying. Yo, you yeah. want me to lean in and say something. Yeah, and, I'll, and, and I'm else. just gonna flat out say it. Not that I'm that prick at the uh, at the movie theater, but it's just us. So uh, it's just yeah, us and it. anybody anybody else who who's into it. So we are about to watch season three, episode twenty six, the last episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation, season three. And if you're anybody who's watched Star Trek, <clears throat> you know that this is the best of both worlds, part one. And um, I really, really feel like we're going to go right into part two. And honestly, I've got, I know Joshua has to get up and stuff, but I would love to go into uh, season four, episode two, um, because I feel like that is the trilogy for this. Uh, For whatever reason, they played the episode after these uh, that doesn't have anything to do with anything and then the following episode they go back to earth to recoup recuperate and uh deal with the repairs they need to make and stuff like that and just a strange oddity of the way they release the episodes for uh season four but um yeah uh i'm ready to start this when you are okay i'm ready uh i want to chime in the reason we're doing this is if imagine you're getting to erase your own brain from watching the first time you saw Star Trek or Star Wars. 
And that is the absolute joy that Colin absolutely hammered into me about how we have to do this together because he really wants to re-experience it again vicariously. And I can't blame him. There's there's a lot of things. I, I love showing someone for the first time. Like the first time I get to uh, make someone watch Orgasmo or uh, <laughs> Black Black or Black Dynamite and get to see them just in literal hysterics. And what? yeah, I had and, buddies and, that were obsessed with the Stone Age in high school, and they made the biggest deal about it. Like I wish I could go back and watch it again for the first time. If there's a market for the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, it's to me, it's just rewatching movies for the first time. Or okay, hearing music. That, huh? What do you think about I that? You didn't I, like that fucking movie? Ha- I fucking hated that movie. That movie is one of those movies designed by some asshole to geometrically uh, <laughs> rearrange your emotions and hurt you and make you feel something in a sense that. <laughs> This is this is what people in this time like. It's like like when you watch Garden State and it's I'm not a fan. I don't like Garden State. I yeah, I, I feel you, but like it's it's an emotionally manipulative movie and that's what whatever the hell movie you just said or Requiem for a Dream or whatever the fuck it is. It's <laughs> it's emotionally manipulated. Manipulative and this is not. This is something well written, well crafted. All the care in the world is placed in it. Every single actor, even the um, – I, I haven't seen it yet, but I know this is how Next Gen works, is that everyone, even the the grip or some – the best boy is putting their best damn job into it to make sure it's the best. And it's going to kick ass, and all I know is, is that the Borg is going to show up, and I've been prepared by you and my friend Jeremy that this is, this is going to hurt. But also at the same time, it's going to get better – the way Star Trek always makes it better. It's true. Star Star Trek always makes it better. Um, I'm still struggling to come up with that meme that uh, that makes me feel like, that that basically says that, and uh, it's kind of driving me crazy that I can't find it. I'm gonna move my mic a little bit closer here, and uh, so I can lean back a bit. And uh, right, yeah, guys, we're on Netflix right now oh, at zero zero zero. Last episode of season three of Next Gen. Uh, we've got it paused. Uh, don't just scroll over it because it'll start playing. And it's a. I hate that. I hate their interface on the four. It's, it's fine. Whatever. Is that why All you right. keep bringing up watching these on Hulu instead of Netflix? Well, it just like it, you you scroll over it and it and it's just something like an image. And if you stay there too long, it'll just start playing it. Oh really? I didn't know yeah. that. It's oh, a wow. pain in the ass. Like, why are you doing that? We didn't ask for that. I hate when technology does stuff you don't ask for. This is why I, know. Yeah. I still love my iPhone, but it does shit I don't tell it to do. I didn't tell you to sync to the cloud. I never told you to do that. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I that's that's my complaint. I just had uh, – this is a whole long thing we could go into. But yeah. my complaints about the difference between Apple versus PC, I've got somebody who's like, I can't live with this PC. I don't know how to use it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, anyway, and I'm just, you know, hey, I'm ready for L cars. Please get me Mike Okuda's L cars uh, operating system. That's that's what you're looking at when you're looking at the interfaces on the Enterprise in every episode of Next Generation. It looks like it's a totally kick ass system. They ha- didn't have to change it in all seven years of the series. It doesn't look like they did too much to change it from the TV series to the movies to Voyager to you know, Federation ships in Deep Space Nine, 
whatever. Uh, L cars. I think that's the pen. That's the ultimate <laughs> operating system. So uh, all right. Yeah. You about right. ready, man? Yeah. Did you can your uh, video? I'm gonna can video just so we. Uh, can the video just yeah. uh, make so, sure the streaming is good because yeah. we're doing eight different things here. All right. Okay. I've yeah. We talked too much about this crap. We're seven and a. We're almost eight minutes in. We're gonna start it on uh, engage. Okay. So it'll be three, two, one, engage, and it's three, two. One engage. Captain's log, starting four three nine eight nine point one. The Enterprise has arrived at Jure Four in response to a distress signal from one of the Federation's outermost colonies. There you go. That's O'Brien. You were asking about him earlier. I love calling me. Me. No, there have been no communications from the colony for over twelve hours. Senses picking up any signs of life? None. Man, I don't have to listen to uh, mine. I can hear yours. I love that noise. Isn't it beautiful? It's gorgeous. They just reverse it for the uh, on landing effect. Love it. Pretty much. They're in Oregon. <laughs> Oregon. So I want you to pay special attention to the music in these these episodes. They're by Ron. It's by Ron Jones, and yeah. it is different than you're ever gonna hear in the rest of the series. It's like Dover. That make, like uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Dover. In I've England. been there. Yeah, Dover, England, yeah. the White Cliffs. Yeah. Their their colony is gone, man. So. Go back to if you go back to uh, the first season, I accidentally caught during the Romulans marathon on BBC America the other day, the uh, last episode of the first season introducing or reintroducing the Romulans. And uh, why? Why are the Romulans coming out of isolation? Because multiple of their colonies and outposts have been scooped up off of the worlds and have disappeared the same thing was happening to outposts along the neutral zone for the federation it's the freaking board yeah because the original introduction of the board when i told you about it uh-huh. uh and my friend jeremy was like yeah you don't you don't know what's gonna happen like that was a just a little bit <laughs> This is a great wait, thing. Just because, wait, just wait till you get to this one. And I was yeah. like, and then you, you kept telling me, I was okay, we'll, we'll do it virgin fresh. It's cool. The, uh, it's a callback. It is a, man, my levels are gigantic. It's a callback to that first season ender. And they didn't know who the big bad guy on the series was going to be because they had blown it with the Ferengi. And, um, so they created the critters that got, into everybody's throats, you know. I don't think we ever discussed that. Uh, no. In the episodes, in the episode conspiracy, and uh, then they decided let's do an insectoid race, and they decided that's too expensive, so it became the Borg in the episode Q Who. And here we go. I love how he enunciates every word. Uh, yeah, it's... I've un apparently inadvertently 
taken up that trait in my own life. What's up with his outfit? I haven't seen that outfit before. It's the tragedy that they could never be consistent about what admirals were going to look like. And um, so they just changed it to whatever, whenever. They're never the same thing, it seems. Yeah, that's a poorly constructed outfit. Like It's like that like uh, acrylic, fake Lycra. jewelry thing. Yeah, it's, it's from the 90s when you'd see someone with like a... Uh, a sweater with all, all this fake jewelry that's just acrylic. Yeah, that mm-hmm. looks nasty. That looks nasty. That's distracting. I love Elizabeth Dennehy in this episode playing Lieutenant Commander Shelby. She was a any relation to Brian Dennehy? Yes, this is her daughter. She is a breath of fresh air for this series. She's definitely sculpted. She is a great looking specimen of a human woman. I like how Riker is definitely like a guy that drinks too much, but works out just enough. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Pay attention to their conversation, man. Right. We're in it. Mm-hmm. And how the hell did you know about that? Oh, the admirals know all about Riker. They're very aware of Riker. Frankly, I love this guy. This admiral, this is one of the best mm-hmm. admirals I've ever seen in any part of the Star Trek franchise. He's the most endearing and I believe we've never seen these two on screen before and I believe in their friendship Motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I wanted. (laughs) The authentic Joshua reaction. I don't need, I, I don't mind if this leaves us with a lot of empty airtime because I feel like I could go back and we could edit a piece together. 
No, we'll be just fine. Yeah. But, oh, oh, one of my favorite scenes in the world. They play always, poker a lot on this show. Always wearing his quintessential uh, visor. Ooh, seeing him in his official ensign. Oh, I cried, yeah. I cried when he got promoted. What was that? Was that the end of the last episode or the previous yeah. one? Last one. I'm I'm really that's such a a heartwarming thing to say. Oh look, there's his trombone. So this must be this is Riker's quarters. I don't, I didn't quite catch it in the dialogue. If they if he said it was, I feel like they surprised uh, Will Wheaton with that. Like his his reaction was so genuine. Like that like it just got quiet and they said we we're not going to tell you what's going to happen. You're just going to have to react. I'm pretty sure I have a season three, um, like a magazine that focuses on that, but uh, and I'm sure it's in there, but I can't recall if it was how big of a surprise it was for him. But I know that Will Wheaton was excited about it. It's just sad the the thunder that he kind of lost over the course of the series because of fan hatred and oh, oh listen to this. I've yeah. I've only got two pair, but I've got to see your card. Yeah. She's a hothead. Yeah, she showed up as the... Uh, she showed up trying to cancel him out, and the numbers comply. I love this Cole Meany guy, man. He just he just yeah. plays ball. He's so essential, and they don't... They don't show enough of him, but every time they do, goddamn, does he kick ass. He'll be a big part of the last episode, if that helps you. Uh... And uh, just the unfortunate thing is they, they could never figure out what to do with his rank. You know, you have all these guys who are officers and you have all these people who are crewmen and you never see what their rank is. And when he goes over to Deep Space Nine, he's not an officer. You just saw him as a lieutenant there. And sometimes you see him as an ensign. You just you never know what you're going to get with him because they never figured out what to do. Tasha would have eaten her for breakfast. I think it would have been an amazing dude, man, if Tasha was still around. Yeah, I think they would have had a big problem with one another. I believe she can be held in air. There is no evidence of avid form or crawling vermicular life forms on her red pool. Not what she was Are those like sweatshirts? I, I see the uh, elastic on the bottom half that they're always stretching out. Right, yeah, the elastic around the waist, it's just to help suck it in to give them more form. Man, you need to he look at the... He uh, literally, sorry, he literally sucked it in. He literally sucked it in when you said sucked it in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, man, you need to see the, uh, the, origin, the drawings, the sketch drawings for uh, the designs. Um... I'm really struggling to come up with the name right now. I'm going to look that up. But uh, question, do I? Am am I wrong? Is there some weird sexual tension there? I don't mean to be a weirdo, but like there should be. You just just wait it out. You got to You got to find out. Federations. I've also ordered a standard yellow alert. All Federation allied outposts have been warned 
Hmm. Robert Blackman. Sorry, I had a hard time coming up with the name. De designer of the costumes, Robert Blackman. Oh, good ass question. Is this a loyalty question? Just go with it, man. Yeah, stay on the Enterprise and discover amazing things and be the, at the forefront of everything, whether or not you're in command. Or be on some D-list ship. You're not going to leave the Lakers to join the fucking Spurs, man. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how they're doing that season. You remember uh, the episode where, his, where Riker's father came on board, right? Oh, yeah. Um, the ship that was being offered him, the Ares, yeah, it was a good ship. It's a Renaissance class, which is a slight variation of the Ambassador yeah, but would, class. But and would you rather be on the Nebuchadnezzar or would you rather be on the Hammer? But that's all. That all depends on the captain. That's not a flagship question. That's not a ship's capability question. That's not an assignment question. I get what you're saying. That's a Matrix reference for anybody who didn't catch it, but this is a much bigger Starfleet with a much bigger mission. Yeah, but at the same time, I question that in in the very next scene, Troy. Yeah, of course. another reason. And the, is like, he going first to the counselor reason. or is he going to somebody who's one of his best friends? They love his life. And also, oh my gosh, if you all get the opportunity to read this book, it's Peter David's uh, Peter David book. It's uh, oh my god, what the hell is it called? I'm gonna look it up. Sorry, it's it. It takes place simultaneously in two different time periods because that is his foray. Oh, it's Imzadi. I'm sorry, the book is Imzadi. It is about Riker meeting Troy for the first time. And there's a kidnapping on Beta Z and all this stuff, and then why he left and joined the ship he joined, and and uh, why they didn't see each other for all those years until encounter at Farpoint. She's Shelby's uniform is different. It's form-fitting. It's not... Look at how ill-fitting Wesley's uniform top is, unfortunately. Oh, you're, you're absolutely correct. And then look at Jordy. Look at Riker. She's wearing a form-fitting... What would end up being called, I guess, a class... It's still a class A, but it's a form-fitting polyester season one or two uniform with a, with a Mandarin-style collar. 
and no piping in the shoulders. I think they were just, and then look at the uh, two background performers there, the, in, the engineers. They're wearing season one uniforms. Agreed. Man, he's really beefing it up. Like, like he's really questioning his importance on the ship right now. Well, she's making him do it. Everyone's making him do it. Every scene, every scene since Picard pointed it out. Picard, Troy, her, Data looking just that way. Oh, it's about to ramp up, buddy. An hour to prepare. Jesus. Usually it's 30 minutes, five hours, two weeks, an hour. Wow. Nobody pushed their chairs in. What are you thinking, people? Yeah. Keep it nice. Look at him pacing. That's not something he does. Jesus, it's gorgeous. We've already engaged. Just being in its presence, we've engaged. Does that even make sense? Starfleet, you know, it's the Borg. This yeah. isn't the Romulans. This isn't the Klingons. You don't start a war with them by being antagonistic. They are so afraid of the Borg. You just go after him. Yeah. 
Just shut them off. Shut them up. Wow. <laughs> 90 80 shields have failed. Fuck. You've never seen that much last time ordnance no. come out of the enterprise before. Already in the tractor room. They've already anal analyzed you from the last time. That's the cutting That's beam. The thing that cut out oh, the... Uh, yeah. into engineering this time. They knew exactly where to hit. What happened? What did he cut into? What did they cut into, man? They cut into enough of the hull somehow to make a hull breach, and the vi the effects weren't immediately visible. Look at this. Data is the only person that could do this. Let's get the fuck out of here. I think they made enough of a hull breach that engineering probably decompressed. Jesus. Eleven dead that are there, that means eight people sucked out. Shit. Remember, they lost 18 in their first encounter. Right. Why don't we have Q here to, to fix it? That's right. It would have been an amazing cop-out for Q to have shown up in these episodes. That is a great two-shot. Oh, my goodness. Their ability to show a flat screen when flat screens didn't exist is amazing as well. Like, you know when you watch, like, original Aliens and they've got the, you know, regular screens oh, yeah. from back in the 80s? Yeah, uh -huh. that are curved. Well, the screen that you're looking at when you're looking at the view screen, that's not even there. That's, you're looking out a window that they put up and there's a green screen or a blue screen beyond it. Oh, Oh, I know, but even then, like, just, like, uh, their panels and everything, they, like, who thought it would be futuristic to make it flat? 
and to really push it. It was gutsy for them to do it because how would they otherwise like, look at this projection they've got here. That's not even a projection. That's still probably a, a green screen or a blue screen. And then the windows are the same thing. And uh, yeah, you're right, because a flat screen means reflections, means right. light bouncing off of it. God, this is so nerve wracking. This is the Avengers Infinity War of Star Trek right here. The only difference is that the Borg don't take any joy. You know, you may you may think you can win. You may stand every chance of winning and you're still going to fail. In which case, I'm going to say that this blonde chick is Captain Marvel and Wesley is Ant-Man. <laughs> I like it. She's pissing everyone off, but she's not wrong. Exactly. So, OK, her idea. And as opposed to Riker's oh, idea. Oh, 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 excuse me. Excuse me. The captain's decision. Oh, bitch, get the fuck out. <laughs> get out of the kitchen. You're lucky you even had an ear to the wall. I am not appreciative of that. She's still right. <laughs> His idea is to create an antimatter spread in an attempt to confuse the Borg, and her idea is to separate saucer section and create more of a terrible more idea. targets. Terrible uh, idea. Everyone's oh, she went you. right over him, didn't she? Oh, yeah. Oh, the smile on his face. Oh, please tell me she dies. I ain't telling you nothing. <laughs> By all means, so I can slap your ass. This first time he's never looked at a girl and didn't want to fuck her <laughs> or smile at her. Oh, she needs to go. I imagine they're going to build her up to you hate her and she's going to do something really heroic and then <laughs> dead or assimilated. Ooh, I don't like her. I love monkey wrenches like this, especially in something <laughs> so well-crafted. Especially in so well-crafted because you can't anticipate it. As a writer, I don't know what the hell is it. I, I, like, I can watch a Law & Order episode and be like, ah, that's the guy that did it in five minutes. Yeah. But this one, this is different. This is well-crafted. This is... 
There's ten different things going on, not three. Such Man. a great metaphor. Such a great metaphor. Jesus Christ. And if I could tell you, you all, if you uh, happen to find yourself in London, go to uh, the uh, Imperial War Museum. Oh, no, 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 the British Museum. And uh, you can see the mini ball that uh, was dislodged from Admiral Nelson's spine after the battle took his life. And also the uh, giant barrel of i believe it was rum that they pickled him in until they uh got him back to england and entombed him in trafalgar square this is so important right here and really solidifies her mm -hmm. existence on the enterprise the only one that can really counsel him and really or anyone always the voice of reason yeah they, like in the English language, Guinan should be the voice of reason. <laughs> the the infinite knowledge. Uh, how old is she? Um, always, I think she's five hundred. She, she doesn't give you advice. She just points yeah. you in the right direction, and, and or you shouldn't really point in the right direction. She asks you the right questions for you to figure it out yourself without yeah. you without her interfering. Oh God. I, I like how they redesigned engineering from the first episode, by the way. Oh, for real, yeah. It was still gorgeous. But, you know, growing pains, work in progress. All the way to nine. Yeah, fastest you can. Get us out of here. It's kind of interesting how the board got impatient. Oh, nice. 
Man, this is awesome. I haven't watched this in so long. Man, they really beefed up the uh, the the Borg set, man. That is a thousand times more intricate than what it was last time. Yeah, everything has a reason now. He's never been on a Borg ship. No. Yeah, he's not even going for a low blow. I mean, surely the board has got some balls, right? Damn, tough guy. They don't have to. I imagine they feel no pain. You know, putting the ensign um, uniform in him really broke him down from being top Mr. Mr. Crusher to Ensign Crusher. Yeah. It's it's like he, he, he has a different posture now where he's top top up up and coming might be an ensign to I'm an ensign now and I probably don't belong here. His stance is different. Usually he'd be chiming in with everything. He would have figured it out already. He understands the chain of command now. Well, he already understood He's, it, but even then now, like the, there's extra pressure on him. And that's why Riker is always going to be a good commander, even even if it's not his idea. He doesn't get to go now, does he? He doesn't no. get to go on the away mission. He's the captain. 
Couldn't they go faster than them? Than them, though. I thought the Borg this could go endurance way challenge. This isn't a. Uh, this isn't. The Borg are going at like nine point six plus, and the Enterprise is trying to stay within transporter range. So the dilemma, the reason why they're going over there is because they're going to go over and try to find a way to slow the Borg down so that the Enterprise has enough juice left to fire the weapon that is going to require the juice that they right. haven't had. It's all coming to a head, you know. It's We can fire the weapon, but we have to have the warp engines to do it. And we can't do it if we've run the engines out, you know. 58 minutes. Tricorder functions minimal. Any signs of human life? I mean, there's something like 50,000 Borg crewmen, you know? And technically, any of them could be human after they scooped up however many outposts and colonies. like some rogue program like gain sentience and found the right things to put himself into stop gazing get to work that's a manhattan apartment <laughs> idea it's a dr crusher idea she's got a lot of great ideas her ideas are always right and she and she rarely rarely ever chimes in she always knows exactly when to say when to speak and when to shut up and that's not a girl thing like that's something everyone and actually everyone should have Does he have a different tricorder from her? No, they'd only have a tricorder or... Oh, here, shush. Jesus. J.P. Hansen, the Admiral, has got what he could get in as much time as they had, 49 starships together at Wolf 359. That's where they're making their stand against this one ship. Why would they keep his, his ornaments? The last time they pulled one of those things out, it had a whole body in it. 
We'll grab him. Take him. Nice. We're all going to die to save him. Fucking love it. I got chills. Dude, we are all, I mean, the are Navi, you all can't, ready. They can't carry on the fight if they can't chase him. If they if they can't chase the ship, you cannot fly the ship without the navigational deflector. Yeah, but even then, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they're ready to all die just to save one man. They're trying to. They're. Not, I mean, they are all in the save C- Captain Picard headspace right now. They need to be in the stop the board ship headspace. Nice. Wow. No way. Come on. There he is. Oh shit, no, 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 no. Fuck. No. Why would they let him get so close without attacking? Because they knew there was a shield? I don't know. I wondered that myself. Were they wanting Picard to be like the higher brain function of the Borg? I'll tell you in a minute. Assimilating. Come on, Wesley, come up with something. the bitch he did she's a lieutenant commander he just called her lieutenant all right this is it 
No. Gotta make the call. Holy shit! <laughs> Those sons of bitches! Those sons of bitches! Oh my god, that was awesome. Like, that felt like 15 minutes. I know. It just right. gets so intense at the end, man. Do you want to you wanna go on with the next one? Hell yeah, I do, but let, let's, uh, let me pull it up. Before, uh, do you want to uh, pause? We're just going to pause for a second. Yeah, we took a second because we were both kind of crying, which is kind of <laughs> ridiculous seeing as how uh, I've absolutely. seen this <laughs> 80 times, but it's different this time. Uh... Yeah, what were you going to tell me just now? Well, okay, so in order to pull off, as a writer, in order to pull off such a big endeavor of what they're about to introduce, because I have a general idea of what the board are. Uh -huh. uh, from years of just like, getting the gist of things, that's fine, you know, seeing, like, advertisements, uh, catching a stray episode every now and then, sure. just because. But as a writer... They could not have pulled this off without Dennehy. They yeah. had to have, and not just because they needed someone to like, you know, kind of be the monkey wrench. They needed somebody that everyone could focus all their anger at during something that was so stressful, during something that was so upsetting during the episode. Because if, if, if they had not had her, were you going to focus your anger on Worf or Data not figuring it out or, uh, or uh, or Guinan not giving the right ex uh, the right advice? No, you couldn't. It, it would it would completely throw you off from enjoying the actual story they were doing. So they introduced this character that you can focus all your hate on. That's a guy. I never thought about it like that. That is a brilliant point. I don't think anything I've ever read said anything about it. All you ever hear from fans is how awesome she is and how much they liked her being included. <laughs> Um, oh, she's she's still great. I, I I love hating her, but she was the monkey wrench that like was like the the focal point of like I'm upset during the whole episode, and I can't get mad at any of my favorite people, but I can get mad at her. I I can see her face. Yeah, but and, what's and, to get mad about? I mean, I get the the it's, uh, it's it's upsetting. It's it's upsetting. You just need that one person that you can focus on that you don't like in order to. Uh, make every other choice. If she wasn't there, you would be questioning everything Riker said. That's an amazing point, man. Uh, that is, yeah, that is yeoman thinking right there. But questioning have, Riker, man, jeez. Yeah, it, without her, you'd be questioning Riker. With her, you're completely behind anything he says because you've got the trust, but you've got that, you've got that one focal point hating her, but. At the same time, though, as a writer, I know that she's going to have her redemptive moment. Um. Well, yeah, everybody. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 
Um, I'm I'm wanting to look something up right now, but I don't want to take the time to do it. Maybe we'll break and start the next episode, or I don't know what you want to do. But um, well, well, what are your what are your thoughts uh, as someone that's seen it like eight times? There are things that I notice every time I watch this, and I feel like unfortunately that moment where with uh, Worf there at the end emasculates him terribly. It's the camera. It's not the camera shot. It's the just get, it's get either him out the of direction here. or the decision that Michael Dorn made. I don't know, but he just kind of go. He almost sounds like he's going to cry. He is a Borg. And it's just that delivery is so not Worf. I don't care what he just went through. It just really. It all it, it doesn't ever make me like giggle but it it takes me out of the moment because it is so uncharacteristic of Dorn's uh approach to Worf. Um but what I love about them coming back to the Enterprise and before Riker tells them to fire the weapon, you see every core cast member reacting to this situation. We're about to kill Captain Picard. You know, and everybody's saying we need to do this, we need to do that, but they're respecting the rank because Riker is in command. And we have been focusing the whole episode on Riker and his command performance against Picard. Picard would know what to do. Well, now Riker has to know what to do. Well, that's and why they brought up that's why they brought up that's that's that is an excellent excellent writer's tool uh-huh you're you're gonna put this guy in charge while the one person that everyone is gonna die for is gonna disappear and be absconded with how how can we build it up even better we introduce it to where we're like hey you should probably not be here you should probably have your own command and and put that in your head that 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 little extra voice in the back of your head when he has to make those choices as opposed to if he had not been questioned about, uh, you know, having his own command, like it's, it's going to give that extra push, like that, that extra, amazing extra, too. extra little voice in your head. Like, wait a minute. He's never really had his own command. Obviously we've been ready for him for it, but without that little questioning or, or extra questioning from, uh, Dennehy and the Admiral, you wouldn't have been thinking that like it, 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 it's, it's these subtle clues that make you think this and make you so much more invested. Yeah. I've never, I never thought about it that way either. The whole, the whole episode is definitely about, about command. Right. It's, 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 uh, it's Shelby's command. It's Riker's command. It's Picard's command. It's, and it's the loss of the captain. So we're going to go with what we're supposed to do. And that's go by what the new captain says. It's Riker. And that you, I love what you're saying that Picard, they wrote it in for Picard to question him. Right. They're offering you the center seat again. They're not going to keep doing that. But this this also makes me think of something that's completely out of whack from what we're talking about. Did you ever see the? Uh, it was it came out in I think two thousand seven. The TMNT 
movie. The, it was the, the CGI. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. The one about Leonardo. I told yeah, uh, yeah. I made I hadn't watched it and I made up an entire story about that uh, for my son when he was uh, kind of obsessing over the Ninja Turtles for a couple of years based but, on but, just only what you had told me about it. And then I bought it and I watched it and uh, I was a little underwhelmed. But the whole business of Leonardo going away to find himself Correct. Uh, was it, amazing. Well, it, it, well it, that was the best part of it. And and uh, the parallel I'm drawing is like they, they – you know everything about the turtles. They're always together. Yeah. But they drop you into this as, as I'm a – I don't know how old I was in like 2007, like 28 uh, – not 28, like maybe 25. And uh, they drop you into this and the turtles are all fucked up because Leonardo has been gone for years. And and it just it just makes you upset right away. What do you mean Leonardo's gone? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like what do you mean he's gone? Like and, and then they show him and he's trying to find his own way in like because he's got that impossible task which was to fail, mm-hmm. um, to learn how to fail. But this is a, a similar parallel where it's gonna they're gonna remove something that is basically the entire cornerstone of everything. Yeah, absolutely. I remember the summer after this episode came out and we're all going, what the hell is just happened on this show and what's going to happen next? And I, I, inex- I guess, I guess I found myself, I, uh, I lived in one cul-de-sac and then the next cul-de-sac, uh, we had all these girls that I lived around and then all the boys lived on the other side of the neighborhood so I went down to the other cul-de-sac because I was selling popcorn for Boy Scouts. And one of our neighbors down there, we'd known her my entire life, and she was the German teacher at my high school. And uh, I'm just selling popcorn, and she brought this up. You guys like Star Trek, right? And we're like, of course we do, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, we're, we're huge Star Trek fans up at my house. And, you know, this is what, like 1990? And she brought it up. She was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do if they don't bring my, my Jean-Luc back. And I'm, we're going, what? I'm going, what are you talking about? Really? I mean, like, I've seen, I saw the episode and everything. It's totally intense, but why wouldn't they? And I was such, such a child not to realize, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and I really need to double check this. That's what I, one of the first things I said. I was like, I want to look this up. Patrick Stewart's contract might have been up. and. Oh. And uh, it was it was a big question as to whether or not he was going to make it back in the fourth season and if Riker was going to take command. So making a big stink about whether or not he was going to get that center seat in this this episode. That is interesting. That is interesting. And then, you know, there's stuff that I want to talk about when you've seen more seasons of the show later about Riker and some of the gutsy decisions they could have made there too because there are things that they did here with picard uh as a borg that they don't do with any other uh anybody else we ever see being assimilated into the collective and um that's part of his uniqueness and we we should talk about I don't know we should just talk about that after you've seen the second episode but um yeah do you want to do it you want to watch the next one 
I absolutely do, but we got to take a break because I got to pee. All right. We're going to, we're actually going to end this cast right now. And then um, we will start another one. And uh, you'll just see, it'll just be the same thing. It'll be two of the same, two, two contents. It'll be two totally different contents that'll get uploaded, you know, one right after the next. So uh, we're going to sign off for now. And we will, uh, we'll come back in a minute, actually. <laughs> All right. Make it so, because mm. I'm going to go number one. <laughs> that's, that's pretty, uh, that's. Sorry. It's that's, a, that's an awesome dad joke right there. All right. We'll talk to you guys in a minute.